Welcome back to The Card Pool. I'm your host, Stu. And I'm Kyle. And today we're looking at part three from the set of Torment. Indeed, and this is today looking at the money cards of the set. These are the top 10 most valuable cards of the set that we could not pick for our Hidden Gems and, segment. And we took these numbers as of March 22. Yes, 2022. Uh, so if it's a little bit out of date, we apologize. We just wanted to clarify when we were I don't apologize. To talk about these. He pulled this information. He'll need to apologize. All right. Well, but whatever. moving on to our number one card, the creme de la creme from Torment. Mm -hmm. We are looking at a land called Cabal Coffers. Yes, the Cabal Coffers right mm -hmm. here. Everyone knows this card, or everyone should know this card. And if you don't know this card, when you're playing against it, you'll hate this card. <laughs> uh, it's around 24 bucks when we took this data. It's a land that for two mana, you can go ahead and tap this, and then you add one black mana for each swamp you control. It's very powerful for the fact and the scalability of mana that you can get with this with the easy card of Urborg. Card is good. Let's just uh, let's just wrap up this video and go home. Walk Offers is good. The end. Walk <laughs> Offers is good. And if you think this card's good and it's like, all right, thank God there's only one version of it. You have creatures yeah. with this effect too. You oh <laughs> yeah, there's at, yeah. Well, well, there is Magus of the Coffers, which is the most obvious callback. But Black also has several more creatures now that are like double your black mana. This is essentially what this card does in a lot of in a lot of ways. Yeah. The only downside is that this does not produce any mana on its own. So if you get this like real early in the game, it's gonna feel pretty bad. Yeah. But if you used to get just like a couple basic swamps to get this going early on, oh man. This takes off like a rocket. I mean, once you get up to the the, the parity mark is three swamps. Yeah. I was so then say anything that. up from there is just additional mana. And just think about tapping this and and then two other mana, and you have like five other swamps, and then you have like ten plus mana. It's just crazy what you can do with this card. And also. Without Cabal Coffers, you could, uh, not with, without Urborg, you could use something like um, Prismatic Omen, which can go right. ahead and make everything basic land types and stuff like that. There are many other options, yeah, like Dryad of Elysian Grove and Joiner Adept and all that. Actually, not Joiner Adept, Joiner that Adept just makes changes it to the, the tap, tapping. But, yeah. but definitely Dryad of Elysian Groves. But the point is, there are a lot of places that you can use this, even outside of Mono Black. Like, you see people using this outside of Mono Black all the time. I use this in a five color deck, and yeah. he thought I was crazy. I mean, I still kind of do, but like when you can search for whatever land you want all the time, yeah, it's old, not all that bad. Golos RIP uh, was so good with him just being mm -hmm. able to find that, but still, I use Cody. Yeah, and $24. I never thought I'd see the day that Cabal Coffers Well, so it, it did recently get reprinted, and that is the issue for that price drop right there, and that makes sense yeah. because we did see it in the, uh, what, yeah. was, what was that set? It was Modern Horizons. Modern Horizons. Yeah, it, it used to be three times that much. So, but for good reason. Yeah, and it's just because card's good. What else is there to say? Let's just yeah wrap us up and go home. Oh wait, we do have like nine more cards to talk yeah. about. So, so on to our second card. What do you got? All right, well, probably the yeah. best dream card. Okay, I was gonna say for number two on our list, this is the card I was talking about a couple videos ago. Insidious Dreams. So this is another one of those Dreams Cycle cards, and this is the best one for sure. It is four mana instant. As an additional cost to play Insidious Dreams, discard X cards from your hand. Search your library for X cards, then shuffle those uh, your library and put those cards on top of it in any order. So here we have, obviously, a Black Tutor. Not that that's anything revolutionary right there, but this is a Black Tutor that gets just as good as however many cards you want to feed into it. I mean, for four mana, let's think about the options. You could have a Diabolic Tutor, which just gets one card of your choice from your deck to your hand. 
where you could have this, where you don't get them to your hand. You get them on top of the deck, but you get any number you want. Well, That's pretty awesome. As long as you have cards in your hand, that is the thing that kind of condenses this down. Because mm -hmm. sometimes you have cards, you're like, I need to land for next turn. I can't afford to lose this. Or like this I need right here yeah. in case this Maybe comes Maybe not as great for that. It puts a little bit more contention on it, but it is kind of like the vampiric tutor of the diabolic tutor. Uh, yeah, well if you, and also if you want to discard cards as a lot of decks with black in them should probably want to do, that's not really a problem. However, I would argue that like compared to something like a diabolic tutor, which you get, you know, one card at a time, this is something you play when you're setting up for the end game. Yes. Like when you put things on top of your deck in any order, and especially like a large number of those cards, there should be, you should be preparing to do something stupid and combo off and win. Yeah, this is, Doomsday is usually the card that's yeah. more seen than this one for obvious reasons. It makes it so you're legit getting the cards you need yeah. right then and there. This one makes it so it's kind of like more of a goblin recruiter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in, yeah. In, in scalability, so it's like it doesn't take the risk of all right. I'm gonna potentially lose the game if this messes up. You play it a little safe, but you do see both usually in the same deck when that's happening. Yeah, but like I would, all, I would almost always use this back when I was experimenting with Kess when that card first came out. Stack your deck with a number of things on top of it, but first traumatize so you can mill all the things that you want to the graveyard, and then just combo off from there. But it was just one of the things that made those kind of strategies really powerful and still do, and still does. And the reason you would really like this beyond just being a tutor, it does help with the top deck. So if you're using some sort of thing where top deck matters, if you're doing something with, I don't know, Cascade, for example, yeah. or anything that's like, all right, I'm going to use this. I'll play the top card, whatever it is. It could be big, could be small. Who knows? Well, now we know. Still very relevant. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so what's the next one, Stu? All right, moving on to number three, we are looking at a red card, once the little fishies get out of our way, for a card called, uh, well, actually, no, it's going to be Chainer, my mistake. <laughs> yeah, we're switching that around a little bit, but that's all right. All right, so Chainer is here at around 12 bucks when we took this information. Chainer, Dementia Master. Now, there is another Chainer, which is in red, but this is the one that's old G back in mm -hmm. black. It's a minion legend with a 3-3 body, and it has the effect for triple black and three life. You put target creature card from your graveyard into play under your control. That creature is black and is a nightmare in addition to its other creature types. It also has it so that it's an anthem, so that all nightmares in addition get plus one one. And lastly, whenever this creature leaves the battlefield, remove all nightmares from the game. So this is a very strong and very powerful mono black commander for the fact that it can very easily take people's cards from their graveyard and use them as their own. Yeah, you don't actually see this guy as a commander all that often, and I'm actually kind of surprised because this is very strong in the command zone, like very, very strong. I mean, like Stu was saying, the fact that it can steal things from other people's graveyards, not just your own, is part of what makes this really good. Now, the life toll will get high on this, obviously, because it is in black, mm. and they don't care about life at all in the slightest, yeah. but this is really cool in the form of grave hate for the fact mm. that this does not replace the creature back into the graveyard. It exiles them from the grave, if they choose to pull the pin on this commander. Yeah, and basically his power is only limited by how much life you're willing to pay and how much mana you have. As we've seen with Cabal Coffers, Black is capable of generating stupid amounts of mana and doesn't really care about your life total. So the only thing that's dangerous is you have to play a little bit of a dangerous game with Chainer because if you bring too many things back and then somebody just even so much as like bounces him back to your hand, 
all the stuff is probably going to go away. And it's a real shame when that happens. Yeah, agreed. But I mean, it depends on how you're building the deck. Like, you would want a Mesmeric Orb in this deck so oh, bad. Absolutely, yeah. Like, it'd be so good. Yeah, I haven't personally played against one. I have played against this card. Usually it's in the 99. It's a great source of reanimation. Yeah, I had an awesome, I have you know, I had an awesome Chainer deck back in the day. I discontinued it a while back, but seeing it again makes me want to like rebuild that just because it was so much fun messing with other people's graveyards and no. stuff. Yeah, just think of bringing Grey Merchant with this back no. repeatedly. No. Oh, yeah. No. It's good stuff. Anyway, let's yeah. go on to that other card that we were just about to mention earlier. Well, you can't bring him back repeatedly, by the way. Yeah. He would exile himself. Well, right, right. That's All right, but moving on to our number four, which is going to be here. Yeah, number four on our list for, again, $12 is Overmaster. Now, this is a red card, a sorcery, to be exact, for one mana. The next instant or sorcery spell you play this turn can't be countered by spells or abilities and draw a card. So, this, like, honestly, I'm not super sure why this is still, like, $12. That seems really expensive. It hasn't been reprinted. But, uh, maybe so, but it's just not, I mean, it's not that it's not powerful. It's just not something that I would expect to be $12. But anyway, the reason this card is powerful, not only is it, like, one mana draw a card in red. Like, obviously, not That's too bad good. there. But the fact that it makes your next instant or sorcery uncounterable by spells or abilities is really what what the point is here. So it means that game-winning spell you're just about to cast, yeah, nobody's going to be able to counter that. So obviously that's pretty good. It's applicable in a lot of different ways. Well, you're running a storm deck. Why wouldn't you want this? Yeah, exactly. So again, in those sort of decks where you're relying on a certain instant or sorcery that you cast to win the game... Just making sure that it can't be stopped by anyone else's shenanigans is worth it for especially one mana. I mean, come on. Yeah, who wouldn't want to go ahead, play this, and then they go ahead and make it so an extra turn spell goes ahead without yeah. any problem? Yeah, I'd like to have that. Oh, and I draw a card for that too. Feels great. Feels nice. Yeah. But usually red pairs with blue for the spell slinging. So, like, mm -hmm. typically you have counter spells to go ahead and deal with the other problems. Now, the problem with counterspells, and yes, I am going to say the yeah, problem with right. counterspells okay. is that you need a counterspell to stop it, but you mm -hmm. also need mana, and you usually only have so many counterspells in your hand or mm -hmm. on the field. What's a better way to say, hey, this just can't be countered? Yeah, for one As, mana. So you don't have to worry about using a counterspell in response to this counterspell, but this mm -hmm. counterspell is in response to this one. They would have to counter this, mm -hmm. which is interesting because it's for one mana, and it will clear the path. So like, all yeah. right, I'll counter the Overmaster. You don't draw a card. But then they have a bigger thing come in. It kind of plays like the Trojan mm -hmm. horse strategy, and that's what's very clever about this card. It has to be dealt with with this as opposed to what the actual card is. Yeah, and you could actually totally just psych people out by playing this for no reason, and then they just counter it because they're scared. Yeah, you're like I, yeah. I draw a card. I need to draw a card. Yeah. I, oh, I need the land. Oh, thanks. You gave me the land. Like it's like yeah, it's yeah. goofy. You, so it is a mind game with this card, which I do like, and being in red, it makes sense. But mm -hmm. That again, that's the only reason I like it a little bit more than just a basic counterspell in that regard, because how many people are at the table gonna have a counterspell? You don't necessarily know. Yeah. Well, like I said, this is kind of kind of an odd thing to be so high up on the list, but yeah, you know, that's fine. Okay, card of course, but Stu, what's our next one here? So at five at our fifth place for eleven dollars, we are looking at a green card. I see why you gave it to me. Hmm. Called Parallel Evolution. Now this costs five mana, three generic, and a double green for a sorcery that reads each creature token in play. Its controller puts a creature creature token into play. That's a copy of that creature. In addition, it also has flashback for seven mana, four generic, and triple green. 
And what flashback does means that if you have... Oh, you can go ahead and just cast this directly from your graveyard. I'm thinking hmm. it was uh, Threshold, my mistake. Yeah, no, not that. But So this is basically you know, five mana or seven mana, if you want to play it again from your graveyard. Double your tokens. Not just yours. Just everyone's. Yeah, so, yeah. And also, just creature tokens. So, I'm sorry, you can't double those treasures or those clues or those so foods. Great. Yeah, it would be. You double that once, and then if you have the assembly worker out there... Yeah. Then so, it's, yeah. So, the thing that makes me just wonder, again, about why this card is so expensive... I don't really see this as being, I mean, I mean, like, that absurdly powerful. Like, for example, we have a card now, and I forget what set it was printed in, called Second Harvest, which is a four-mana sorcery that card. just doubles all of your tokens, regardless of whether they're creatures I or not. I think it's Instant Speed 2, isn't it? Uh, no, I, I, it might be, but anyway, I, it, yeah, that just doubles all might your be tokens. Sorcery. Might be sorcery. So, but sorcery. the point is, why is this better than that? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, again, I think it's just because it's an older card, harder to get kind of thing. Maybe. I mean, the flashback is nice, don't get me wrong. No, I mean, it the is. fact that you can reuse it is cool, but I don't know why I would want to be doubling other people's tokens. Well, what if you're doing a gifting deck where like, you end up getting those tokens where you want them to die? Like, You have that green-red guy who's all about the modification creatures, right? Right, right. And then you can go ahead and you can give them token creatures, and when they die, something yeah. happens and you get specialized effects. Well, they're actually, those are aura tokens, but no, there, there are, I, I see your point. There are some decks where you actually do want to give other people tokens, like a goad deck, for example. Sure. Like where you can yeah. goad everyone else's creatures. If you give them more of them, it means more attacks. So, I guess that could be somewhat useful. Well, also, this will trigger ETBs as well. So, if a creature yeah. enters, something else happens. If you have to untap certain things, if you have to, mm -hmm. like, go ahead and sacrifice permanents. Like, it can work based off of what the table is at the time. Now, yeah. this is strictly a late-game card, and you should be the one getting most of the advantage out of this. You would hope so, anyway. But, yeah, personally, I don't know. I just don't get it, honestly. There are better cards than this. I... Might have to agree with you as much as it hmm. pains me. But moving on to our sixth card. Also, if you disagree with us, please let us know why. Make sure you say, Kyle, why are you being so mean to this card? All right. But, well, uh, <laughs> next, well, my next card, I'm probably going to say the exact same thing. Oh. Number six on our list. For $8, this is Cabal Ritual. Oh, this is a classic. So this is two mana black instant. Add three black mana to your mana pool. Or with Threshold... When you have that, uh, when you have that threshold mechanic, and you have seven or more cards in your graveyard, you can instead add five black mana to your mana pool. That's a decent ritual or regard. And so this card is around eight bucks for just this mm -hmm. common, which is nice. I think typically dark ritual is the more famous version of the yeah. black ritual spells that we end up seeing, but. For a little bit more mana, so so it makes it so. All right, we can run a second ritual in black for this, which is great. Singleton well, format. I mean, there's a, there's there's a lot more than just these two rituals. Well, in sure, black, sure, sure, sure. But these are yeah. ones that you typically see a little bit more mm. plentiful throughout the game. But the threshold's really what puts this over. And being in black, your grave is probably gonna have the threshold turned on most of the game without probably, having to do much yeah. work. Yeah, I mean, without it, it's dark ritual is just better than this card. Sure. But with the threshold, obviously, this can be a step up from dark ritual because you're essentially spending two mana to make. You know, five, One. 
So you're getting, well, well I mean with the threshold. Well, yeah, with two threshold. Two mana, get five. You're essentially getting getting three free mana. Yeah, hey, you're, you're netting one or you're netting three. But also, this is used for outside commander, and that's also the main oh, reason yeah. for this price as well. And also, uh, back to the other card for Unread that we just saw recently, you would see that in more competitive formats mm. where it's like, all right, this has to hit. And that's why these prices are a little bit more. Just because they're not as heavy in Commander doesn't yeah. mean they're not good. Probably so. And I mean, I know some people do like using rituals like this in Commander. I personally don't because I just think they're... I Depends think the ritual, they're. Dude. I think they're attempting... It's a mistake. They're, they're too tempting, you know? No, no. See, Mana Geyser... Great card. Uh, well, that's because you don't play that one early. You play that one later in the game when you actually have a chance it is a of, of doing something still. with it. But I've just had way too many experiences where I say, uh, on like turn three, I play my seething song, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna play my five mana commander, and then somebody, oh, I'm gonna kill it for one mana, and then I'm like, oh, great, now I have to wait like seven more turns in order to play this thing, and it just feels even worse than if I played it on turn five and they killed it on turn five. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, but that's also you're using the ritual wrong. Well, that's not true. That's true. You, you don't use it. It's your opinion. You dude. do. That's no, how you should use your it. Your opinion, but first. Anyway, of all. no, it's, you would use it to go ahead and use something that's a little bit more flimsy. Your command or something that you wouldn't be out there at the right time and you're right why wouldn't you want to rush that out early but having your commander out first always puts a target on the back of your head well right it's the difference in philosophy here obviously but it's just i don't no, like it's game strategy so dude. it's just yeah we we disagree on this one obviously but uh, what's our so what's our uh, next card here it's a one that we're going to name after you <laughs> at number seven we're looking at a card called grim lava mancer aka future Kyle. <laughs> now, it's going to be a $6 card when we looked it up. It is a one-drop wizard for one red mana and a 1-1 one, one body, and it has the additional effect for one red mana and tapping this creature to remove two cards in your graveyard from the game, and then this creature deals two damage to target creature or player. Mm. Interesting card, because usually we don't see a lot of pingers having some sort of, like, I don't know, caveat on them, especially in red. Usually they can yeah. just tap and ping and it does something mm -hmm. or a creature dies. So it's interesting that it works from the graveyard because red does like to fill up the grave, but they don't mm -hmm. usually have a means of reusing them, unless they're phoenixes, which yeah. can recur themselves. I mean, Underworld Breach is a thing now, so we probably shouldn't say yeah, that. Yeah, I, I guess I'll take that back. Underworld Breach but, is probably the one thing that would really hose that back for yeah. us. But this thing, I'm surprised that it's actually still $6. I mean, maybe it's because it's the original printing. This has been reprinted a number of times. And the reason it probably is that expensive even still is because this is actually a staple in modern burn decks. Because for, for one mana, you know, for the, for one mana reusable almost every turn, you can turn those used up burn spells, lightning bolts and the lightning strikes and all that Chain stuff lightnings. that you threw. Yeah, that you threw out early in the game, and you can convert those into ongoing damage from a creature. So this is actually one of the better burn cards you could possibly be playing in modern, just because you can just keep using it turn after turn. Well, this is a shock on a stick, mm -hmm. which is honestly really good. Yeah, like, and two damage to a creature in some of these more competitive games is actually extremely relevant. Yeah. So, Usually yeah. everyone goes the lightning bolt standard because of course mm -hmm. why wouldn't you want a better card to compare it yeah. to? But yeah, this is viable. 
This is easily viable. Yeah, so it's still definitely one of those things that people are playing now. All right, well, let's move away from Kyle and go to Kyle. <laughs> All right. What well, we got at the eight slot? So number eight here, we're going to be talking about an alternate win condition, really. Okay, so number eight on our list for $5 is Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Again, I think someone's going to get sued. Yeah, probably someone's going to get sued. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Mortal Kombat. Well, it's Kombat with a C. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's not with the, the other letter. Uh, but this is a four-mana black enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, if 20 or more creatures are in your graveyard, you win the game. Yep. So, very simple, very straightforward, and potentially very good. Very groundbreaking, Yeah, actually. obviously, anything that says, like, you win the game, you should probably take a second look at it. But honestly, if 20 or more creatures in your graveyard in black, is that really that much to ask? No. I don't think it is. No, see, if this was in white or green or red, mm. yeah, it'd be, I mean, well, I guess red has wheels. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll say Maybe. blue. I guess we'll say, no, because blue milk. All right, green <laughs> and white. If this isn't green or white, people would be like, that's tough. It might that be. That is tough. But... Yeah, it's it almost seems like it's too obvious, right? Yeah. Well, like I mean, really... twenty well, twenty creatures is a lot, but I think of I think of a card like Sir Conrad the Grim, where kind of the whole point of the deck is tossing creatures into your graveyard as quickly as possible, no matter how they do it. So milling yourself, sacking them, having dredging. them discarded or dying or dredging or whatever. I think you could stack up to twenty creatures pretty darn quickly for this yeah, card. Yeah, it's it's a great way to get around. So if Sir Conrad for some reason can't come out because you have like uh, what's the white card prevents commanders entering the battlefield? Oh, yeah, Dranith Magistrate. Yeah, if you have something favorite. like that, or or Nevermore is going on, or yeah. something else like that, this would be an alternate way to win that, which is powerful. This is this is very powerful. This is a hate piece. You have to always kind of hit this regardless of what's going on in the game. Yeah, because otherwise somebody could just mill themselves for 20 creatures and just win out of nowhere. It I, could happen. I did see somebody actually in a game steal this from a player, and they won the game <laughs> from it. Like, everyone's like, all right, good. Clear out, clear out this, because yeah. then we can get them. It's like, cool. By the way, A for effort for everyone, I'll... I'll use it because yeah. we didn't uh, want him to use it. I've had it. those stories too with it's, other cards. I love them. They're that always stuff. fun. They're yeah. always interesting. But yeah, there's not much more to say than like this one kind of writes itself. Yeah, it's something you might want to consider if you do have ways of getting a lot of creatures in your graveyard, you yeah. know? But moving on to our number nine. Hmm. I'm looking at another black card because, like we said, this set was rich and plentiful in their power. A card called Chainer's Edict for two mana, and this is a $5 card. It is a generic and a black for the cost of this sorcery, and target player sacrifices a creature. Or for seven mana, five generic and double black, you can have flashback on it. This hmm. is really good. Edict effects are notorious throughout the game for the fact it's like you force a player to sacrifice something. And it's really good. They're usually typically in black. You find them sprinkled out throughout here and there. I kind of think Fleshbag Marauder is a little better than this. Well, so honestly, why is this $5? I don't get it. Like, I, I don't usually like these kinds of abilities unless they are on a creature, because that gives it a purpose, like a creature dying well, can, can, nice. can work with all kinds of things. I mean, it's great, but seven mana, that's a lot for just target players sacrifices their least good creature. Well, you know? potentially, yeah. I mean, the, the only way these kind of edict abilities are really good is... One, if you have a whole lot of them, or two, if they only have one creature. Oh, you're good. Oh, well, oh, you're all right. good. I'm, I'm, saying, I'm hitting the button. I'm hitting the button. 
But no, I thought you were trying to like crick no, it. No, 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 but, no. Okay. I, I don't know why it's this price either. I mean, this has been reprinted a couple I don't times. Get it. I think it's probably because it's just OG printing. So maybe. But let like us know. I said. We have no idea, obviously, <laughs> as we are with most things. So be sure to let us know why. We're kind of idiots yeah. at the well, moment. Well, like I said, I I, don't, I think these cards are only good if you have a lot of them or if they have, like, one good creature that they don't want to lose. Because otherwise, these do get around, like, indestructible and hexproof and all that stuff. Sure. But they're just going to get rid of their worst creature and laugh at you. Uh, so. not, not always. See, that's the thing. Like, sometimes you, you always kind of poo-poo these ideas unless you're, like, comboing out or going big with these strategies, like Grave Pact and stuff mm. like that. But, like, they're really not so bad because if it's a Voltron deck, they don't have a lot. For decks that go wide, you're right. They're going to have a whole bunch of tokens or a big army out there. Yeah. So they'll just, like, they'll pick off their, their peon. Oh, but for I'll... narrow decks where it's, like, they are focused solely on the commander, they only have maybe two creatures out and they're both vital, it, it's a hit. It's always oh, I'm pretty sure that is what I said. But, I mean, again, like I said, it is good against decks where they only have one creature that they care about. Otherwise, not so much, but... Yeah, I just said it better. It's just me. Anyway, let's go <laughs> to the very seven. last card on our list Take here. Take it, Kyle. What do you got? $4 for this one, so we're getting toward the bottom. But it is so interesting. It's called Radiate. So this is a red instant that costs 5 mana to cast. Choose target instant or sorcery that targets only a single permanent or player. For each other permanent or player that spell could target, put a copy of that spell onto the stack. Each copy targets a different one of those permanents or players. I've had this played on me before with a sort of plowshares. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it was it's just good. Like wild. Yeah. So yeah. So there are there are actually a lot more of these cards now. There's even like a creature version of the same thing yeah. for five yeah. mana now. And there's a lot of them. Like I'm trying to think of of others. Oh yeah. So like Zada, Hedron Grinder, Mirror Wing Dragon. There are a bunch of creatures that kind of do the same ability now. This was sort of the original ability. But say you target one thing with a lightning bolt. You cast this, now you're targeting all creatures and all players with a lightning bolt, including yourself, I should tell you. Yeah, and so. the, but the cool thing about this is this doesn't work for a spell specifically that you cast. This is a spell anybody casts. Right. Which is like, all right, let's chaos warp this. And yeah, it's now like, we're going to chaos warp everything in play. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty wild. Well, yeah, especially because that would count lands in that case. That would be really wild. Yeah, it would be a very, like, literally you would have to stop the game for... Five, ten yeah. minutes to get that to go right? If you are a yeah. Chaos player, this is a dream card for you right here. Definitely. And, like, honestly, there, there, are very, there are very few times I would consider just playing this in a deck. Because five mana is a lot for this ability. Especially when you don't know when it might actually matter. I mean, if hey, if your deck is full of stuff that this could target, maybe. But depending on what other people are playing, I wouldn't really do that. However, the creature versions of this that are around now, like I said, there are whole decks that are based around that kind of thing, and they are insanely good. The, the so. one thing I love, or I've always wanted to see happen, um, and it hasn't, hmm. Fling yeah. with this. Radiate. Well, Fling doesn't actually target, so that wouldn't actually work like that. But there are similar cards that say, like, target creature does damage well, equal to its power. Yeah, but there are player, some like those, for example. Like effects. Yeah, That's things like that. They, they might potentially work with this, but... I mean, there are a lot of things that this card could work with. It's just five mana for a very, very situational card. It's usually a lot to ask. I don't know, dude. Sometimes, like, just a, a simple thing, like, all right, I have to just cast Cyclonic for its not overload cost. You're like, you know what? 
I like the sound of that. Yeah, but then that's seven mana, and you might as well have just overloaded the thing. You kind you of know? are at that point. <laughs> you so, do that. But, yeah, yeah right. it's the same either way, though. But either way, that is going to conclude the money cards. These are the cards that we were not allowed to pick from for our list, and for good reason. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they're very, very powerful. I mean, for even all the way up to Cabal Coffers, I mean, come on, you can't argue that these cards Everyone are good, would right? That. Absolutely. But, but you are able to find us on all of our social media platforms. Yes, indeed. We are on Reddit. You can find all of our cool deck lists on Tapped Out. You can also visit us on Facebook and Twitter. And we're all at the handle The Card Pool. And of course, you can also look us up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, any of your favorite podcast streaming platforms, because we are on podcasts now, too. I swear I thought you were going to say Apple Pie. <laughs> but until then, I'm Stu. And I'm Kyle. And we'll, we'll see, see you, you next time, time at, at the, the Card Pool. Apple Pie, really? Yeah. What's that you think we're going to do next? I don't know. I'm going to have to give it some thought. Yeah. I'm hungry, though. I want pie now. <laughs>